The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Bourne, who you'll like better than you like me. And we have a really interesting show this week. We're going to be talking to the mayor of Palm Springs. He's coming on um, after Dr. Russ, who we have some interesting questions for, and you all need to stop sending in perverse questions. Sometimes I just think you're doing it on purpose now. Uh, but I do want to respond to what's going on with uh, Mama June. Now, Paul, do you... Kind of know anything about this? (laughs) Honey Boo Boo, yeah. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Unfortunately, I know bits and pieces, but it's really fighting the uh, emotion uh, that I have inside of not caring. Not giving uh, a shit. That's kind of where I am. Uh Um, Yeah, there there are kids here. So, what ends up happening? um, For those that don't know, uh, Mama June's ex boyfriend molested one of her daughters. Not and honey. was put in jail for it. Not Honey Boo Boo, right? No. Well, well, we'll get there. Pumpkin. Initially. And was put in, was, yeah, was put in jail for it. How old was he Pumpkin gets, then and now? She Now she's an adult. I believe she was nine at the time. <laughs> yep. So Is he molested her. He raped her. He went to jail for raping her. Honey Boo Boo goes on air, this goes on, Pumpkin's on television, Uh, all of this stuff goes on, he gets out of jail, she leaves her boyfriend, which is Alana, Honey Boo Boo's father, to go hang out with this guy that molested her older daughter, because he's now out of prison, and gets in bed with him and her now 10-year-old daughter, she's 11 now, but she was 10 at the time, daughter Honey Boo, uh, Alana, Honey Boo Boo. And leaves Honey Boo Boo with this man that's already molested her sister. Uh, so can anyone yeah. tell me what they think happened next? Uh, I have an idea. I think we all do. Um, so then, to rectify her reputation, uh, Mama June goes on Dr. Phil. For those of you outside the industry, I'm going to give you a real quick hint. Dr. Phil films over at Paramount, and there's something everyone should know about him. He doesn't give a flying fuck about entertainment, um, and he will call you out on everything. Like, he's not someone to fuck with, believe it or not. Like, the two people in Hollywood, don't fuck with Dr. Phil. Um, because he, he, he really, really will come after you. 
and not in a bad way. He's a really nice guy. I've never heard anything bad about him. No, I mean, he does, and he's justified in coming after you if you go after him in such a way. Exactly. So she's come on his show to say that she's done nothing wrong. I'm sure anyone that's ever watched Dr. Phil lose his shit can imagine how well it went when she explained that there was nothing wrong with her having her daughter in bed with a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Cut, cut to Dr. Phil losing his shit. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other daughter, Pumpkin, comes on to say that not only has the mum done this, but she's actually rifled and taken the money out of Pumpkin's trust fund to buy a car for the pedophile, new, the new pedophile boyfriend. Oh, why? So <laughs> Dr. Phil paid for an just, attorney. Just to make, make sure a jungle gym fever sufferer has full access to transportation. That's awesome. Seriously. Um, so Dr. Phil then gets an attorney for this girl, Pumpkin, for this young woman. She's about 22 then. Okay. And counseling and all the same stuff that he offers. Well, apparently, Mama June wiped all of her kids' trust funds. I thought they um, were making back on that show. They, re- they, they weren't. They, they were initially weren't making anything, but when the Honey Boo Boo thing came out, I, I thought they had a good deal. They didn't, okay. actually. They made about $27,000 a year for the kids. But I'm not going to knock on E. They take care of their stars. They pay for schooling for the kids. The kids have college paid for, whatever they need. But the mum got into the trust funds and used the money, of course, to buy a car for a man that raped her, because that's just what you do. Yeah, and again, what that was? What channel were they on? Uh, they TLC. were on TLC, TLC yeah. right? Yeah, yeah TLC, but they're very the, good to their stars. Which TLC was a, called the Learning Channel and initially sponsored by NASA. And we yeah. get Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> we get Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Needless to say, they shut that shit down real quick once they find out that she's with this pedophile. They cancel the show. Then the kids find out that the mom spent the money. So what happens? Mama June now has her own show. She's let, she found out this guy molests one of her kids, makes the other kid available to be molested, buys him a car, Gets her kids' show cancelled, the one that's paying for her kids' college, her kids' trust funds, but she's got her own brand new spanking TV show with no benefit to the kids. She gets all the money. She got a bunch of plastic surgery and lost a bunch of weight. (laughs) So that's what the show is? I'm now a uh, skinny pedophile enabler? (laughs) I I don't know what the fuck this show is, but you've got to be kidding me. Uh, you know, it's just somebody's making money off of this, right? Uh, uh, not them. You'd figure they'd have better agents to, but yeah, uh, 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 their mom I has mean, control. They're under eighteen. I don't That's why I don't like why working with kids. Well, but I don't understand half of the stuff that people want to watch these days. So you know. I know, I feel old, I, I'm with you, I feel old, like, I think the last thing I genuinely understood was, uh, what was that song, Hey Sexy Lady, <laughs> Gangnam Style, like, that was the last thing that came into vogue that I was like, oh, I kind of like that song, or I kind of like that thing, was Gangnam <laughs> Style, so, I also, I just used the term in vogue, so that should, oh. that should be, I lose my cool card at that point. Um, just means you're an adult. 
I <laughs> don't tell anybody. I'm paid to know what, what what's cool. And clearly I don't because I do not get this honey boo-boo shit. So I went looking to see because I'm like, this must be these dumb kids. These dumb kids today because technically I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm kind of from the middle of the millennial generation. And the mm. millennials, you know, are all over 18 now. They're all grown up. So I'm like, well, the millennials couldn't have done this. And I go back. It's not even the millennials who I blame for everything. I blame my generation for everything. We are the assholes. There, there, I'm there sorry, but we are. Every generation. I think I'm or don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. It's the fucking baby boomers that are watching this. It's not huh? even the millennials who I call the, you know, like we're the, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, we're, we're kind of like the Portland chic, the men wear buns, the millennials fucked everything up, everything, you know, non-homogenized milk, whatever. Like I, I, I know what my generation has done and I'm sorry, but um, I'm like, well, it has to be my, you know, my generation or it has to be the one after us. One of these two fucked it up. Nope. You've got to go forward three generations. It's the baby boomers. That watch it's this. just our fault. Just our every <laughs> the royal our fault. Yeah, I, I have to go with you. Like I'm, I'm looking for a way not to take responsibility. Because let's face it, I'm, I'm one of those sleazy Hollywood guys that will put anything on television if it sells. Let's not even talk about the shit that I've put on TV. You know, I, I know my generation are dicks. Like I'm, I'm looking for to not be responsible for honey fucking boo boo, but we're all responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we let- it's all of our fault. You had more juice. I mean, if we just wanted to watch, you know, educational programming or programming that's for the greater good, we wouldn't be having this problem. Well, we would be trying to shut down PBS. Well, you know, there's that, but, you know. What's going on, please? <laughs> I love my Paul's now thumping. He's just sitting there like, I don't even know what to say anymore. I've been, it's but- been this way for a while. I think well, South Park put it best. If you guys ever get a chance, watch the episode of Jay's, James Cameron Raises the Bar. <laughs> if you get a chance, watch that episode. It's really good. Yeah, it is. And, and shout out to James Cameron, because I may make fun of your avatar and say, basically, you ripped off Pocahontas, and why does the white dude always have to come in and save everything? But let's just face it, that's me being a millennial asshole. Uh, and isn't that, that just uh, reflecting on history in general? Yeah, basically. So <laughs> that's just a millennial in me that's having to, you letters. know, okay. having to uh, socially correct. But... I should have announced I was going to. I should have announced trigger warning before I said that. So you know. <laughs> these are jokes, people. Joke, joke, joke. All right. But this genuinely bothers me. I, I don't know where the line is and where it dropped, but this should have been a line. She. Her daughter was molested. She put another daughter in the same position to be molested, stole money from the first daughter that was raped to buy this man a car, and then they gave her another TV show. And we reward it with the TV show. That's it. That's kind of where I've gone, okay, I don't know where the bar is. I don't know when it dropped, but clearly, guys, we're definitely too far now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even though we normally don't, you know, we, we don't normally want to talk about them, but this is this is... Yep, we deserve Trump. Yeah, this is yeah. We avoid talking about Trump, but Trump is our punishment. That's all I can think of. Yep. yep. Like we, we are in it. the age that Honey Boo Boo exists on television. Her mother 
enabling molestation, robbing for her children for a pedophile, just gave him a car and got a TV show. This actually Yay. could be... Uh, is this the setting Truman Show? For, for television yeah. setting, um, setting a new low. I feel like this is the Truman Show. Am I being punked? We're all like being that's, punked. But we're all being you know, punked. <laughs> if we just stop watching it, they'd give us other stuff. But no, we keep watching it. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching this shit. But it happens. It keeps happening. We have 16 and pregnant. We have... Like 16 and pregnant went to teen mom. Teen mom went to Farah Abraham making a sex tape with James Dean. Well, that was a full-on pornographic production with James Dean. I talked to him about that a while back. He's a nice guy. Mm Mm-hmm. She's a bitch, but he's a nice guy. I have no idea about her, but yeah, he's a uh, he's kind of creepy. Uh, he's kind of creepy. Well, yeah, look at some, some of the stuff he does is you know a little uh, extreme. I've never seen his work. I have to admit, I've never seen his work. I've just talked to him. Yeah, I had the pleasure of working with the uh, the Big Lebowski parody porno. Mm-hmm. He played the, the Jesus. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, in my experience, yeah, he's, in my experience, he's a nice guy. Apparently a little creepy. But I think Honey Boo Boo has kind of surpassed the buff of creepy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, no. Just, oh, God, people. You're at a new level of creepy. So nobody watch this. Seriously, send complaints to the network. When we come back, we are going to be talking to Dr. Ross about all things skinny. And hopefully, uh, one of those skinny things is not uh, Mama June's fat ass. I really hope she gets cancelled. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you like better than you like me. I do want to give a quick shout out and say thank you to Scott Haskin for that beautiful music. I always feel like I'm stepping on an, you know, an epic film set or something when I hear it. I love, love, love it. We are on with Dr. Russ, talking about all things skinny. G'day, Dr. Russ. Welcome to the show. Hello, Summer. Thank you. So we don't have any weird questions this week, which is a nice change. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that off the bat. Um, but we do have some, some weight loss related questions and we do have a lot in write-ins about Mama June's weight loss, but I'm, I'm really hot mad at that whole situation. So I just want to talk about coffee. Um, Mm -hmm. does coffee make you lose weight? Not appreciably. Uh, of course, uh, with coffee, we're talking about caffeine and, uh, there are stimulants such as phentermine, uh commonly prescribed for weight loss uh, that I feel can be used uh, to jumpstart a weight loss effort. Uh, generally, uh, phentermine is prescribed uh, uh, and is used until the weight plateaus. Uh, at that point, it loses its has lost its effectiveness, I should say, and. Uh, I'd say that uh, there just is no substitute for uh, proper healthy eating and exercise. And that makes sense. Okay. Next question. Alexis didn't write down who these questions are from, so I am going to say I'm very, very sorry because I can't tell you who these questions are from or where the person is from themselves because Lex wrote these ones down. Can you actually lose weight by rubbing your stomach? Is that a thing? No, you cannot. Uh, you might uh, use up some exercise uh, via the expenditure of uh, of energy to rub, but um, um, I would say if you have uh, hunger pangs, food cravings, binge eating, uh, you might want to try our new product, uh, the New Palm Springs Diet, which will be out shortly. Um, in fact, I'm meeting with the uh, the uh, producers uh, today about it, and uh, uh, David Hayek will be in, in into my office soon. And uh, but uh, uh, no, you can't lose lose weight. Uh, there's a saying: if you have a big belly, rub it. But uh, that's more uh, of a way of uh, feeling. Uh, satisfied than actually uh, losing weight. And that makes sense. I'm just, I didn't know it was a thing that rubbing your belly made you think you could lose. I didn't, I'd never heard that one. I got really excited for a fraction of a second until I heard your voice. I was like, oh, this isn't a thing. (laughs) Do I really have to eat less calories than I'm burning to lose weight? 
Well, uh, I think that uh, that notion is uh, consistent with the, uh, I think it's the first law of thermodynamics that uh, energy can uh, be neither created nor destroyed. But in, in biological or natural systems, it's uh, it's more subtle than that. It's uh, it's where a uh, lock and key model prevails. And uh, what I mean by that is, uh, in biologic systems, uh, you have other factors, uh, uh, and one of these models involves insulin, and. Uh, even the lowly, simple earthworm has insulin. So if you uh, introduce simple sugars um, in the system, um, insulin is secreted, and pretty soon you have a fat worm. Um, we um, we uh, know that... Uh, Simple sugars is a form of, of energy that is uh, converted to fat. And uh, so of anything that we might eat, it's the most uh, obesogenic. In other words, most likely to cause uh, weight gain. Okay. So I'm learning that I know nothing about weight loss, um, which is why your book is, is I, don't, I don't know why you called it the Palm Springs Diet, you should have called it the frickin' Bible, like the, the weight loss mm-hmm. Bible, but we can go with Palm Springs diet. Um, again, I didn't know the belly rubbing was even a consideration. I, I didn't know that was a thing. What was your favorite question this week, Dr. Russ? Well, I think the, uh, the third one is the most thought-provoking because uh, uh, if you think about energy... Uh, you might think that um, the energy burned has to uh, exceed the uh, energy taken in to lose weight, but it's it's a bit more complicated by the fact that it's a biologic system. So I'd, I'd give it to uh, question number three, Summer. Okay, so we're going to send a book courtesy of Dr. Russ, The Palm Springs Diet, to who. Whoever wrote question number three, because my student didn't put anyone's names or places on this week, Alexis, who's sitting right here and I'm making faces up. <laughs> um, so we're going to question number three. I feel like I'm on Jeopardy now. Usually we can tell you who wrote it and where, but we're going to go there. And I'm going to ask you, Dr. Ross, you, now you're saying the new Palm Springs diet, it's supplements and things. Can you tell us some about that? Yes, it's a... Uh uh, what what is uh, interesting about it is that you uh, apply it as a spray under your tongue, and generally people don't like to take pills, and this is a way away from having to take a pill. Uh, it's a simple uh, uh, spray mechanism, spray pump, and. Uh, it, uh, the active ingredient is uh, is Garcinia Cambogia, Cambodiga that people are, are certainly familiar with. It's uh, uh, on the market in pill form, and uh, this is the first time it's it's being made available as a spray. So, what's um, the difference with the spray? Um, well, you can carry it around, uh, spray it under your tongue, and uh, 
That's all it takes. I like that. I don't like to take pills, so that's a win for me. And um, it's uh, quite convenient to use when you have, as I say, a little hunger pang or uh, if you uh, are having food cravings or let's say you're a binge eater and uh, you can... You can access uh, the spray, spray it under your tongue, and it will uh, get you beyond those those feelings. So you don't like gain that. the weight that otherwise you might. So it slows down your eating when you go to eat, and it just kind of chills out that craving. Yes, that's it. I, look f- I, I really I like that. I look forward to that coming out on the market. That's got to be good, because for some reason, everyone in Hollywood has to be skinny. And at every freaking event we go to, there is a ton of really high calorie food and booze. It's not. Well, it's not a good soon, mix. I uh, think my prediction. You'll see a lot of people uh, using this spray. I think so. And you'll, I, you'll know what it is. I don't know. I want to give it a shot. Well, uh, as I say, we're just about ready, and uh, people will be able to get it on our. Uh, KennethRussMD.com. Uh, there'll be a link to where you can. You can buy it. Well, for those of you that are excited about the spray, go over to KennethRussMD.com. You can jump on there, and while you're there, get yourself a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, or you can go to AuthorHouse.com or Amazon and get yourself a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. It works wonders. You can lose a bunch of weight, make yourself feel good, uh, and have a bit more energy, which I think is something we can all use. Everyone can use just a little more ready, a little more energy. Um, Dr. Russ, thank you so, so much for coming on. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Summer. It's no problem. I know the audience always loves to hear from you, and I always appreciate you coming on because you tell us about all things skinny, and let's face it, in Hollywood, you can never be skinny enough or rich enough. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All right, guys, when we come uh, back, we're going. Pardon? I was told a while back that I should uh, uh, marry rich and get out of medicine. So uh, those were the that was the advice given to me, which is somewhat similar. It's marry rich and get out of medicine. We'll see yeah. what you've done instead is created a is created a really great new product, so you can stay in medicine and get really rich that way, <laughs> and make everyone else skinny. Well, I, I hope I like we <laughs> we also make everyone skinny in the process. Yep, I <laughs> like that. All right, guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with Robert Moon, the mayor of Palm Springs, talking about shooting in Palm Springs, filming in Palm Springs, uh, and the golden age of Hollywood. I want to say thank you very, very much to Dr. Ross, and if you get a chance, go and check him out. He's in Palm Springs as well, so today's a very Palm Springs show. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bowen. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. If you want to stay on the cutting edge of the bioeconomy, tune into TerraTech with host Jim Lane. Every day, new and substantial products are in our lives. What we wear, eat, and drink in our travels and in our health. TerraTech will spotlight these products and show you where and how they are being used. Listen for TerraTech live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the innovators and the innovations and move forward. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bowen, who you're like better than you like me. And I am very, very excited to have the mayor, Robert Moon of Palm Springs, California, on the show. Welcome to the show, Mr. Mayor. Yes. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. So Paul and I promise to be really, really well behaved, um, which will be a nice change for us. <laughs> That'll take all the fun out of it. I, it, it, may, it may, but we're really going to try. Um, so can I'm going to start with saying, for those of you that don't know, um, Robert Moon is the current mayor of Palm Springs, California, and Palm Springs is having a bit of a resurgence with Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio just moved out here. There's a whole bunch going on. So there's a lot going on about the entertainment industry here. But I do want to ask you, um, uh, Mr. Mayor, what made you – well, we're going to talk about what made you decide to be mayor, but can you tell us a little <coughs> about yourself? Well, I, <clears throat> I uh, went to Annapolis, the Naval Academy, and then I – uh, was a commissioned officer in the Navy for 22 years, and then I went into the corporate world as a IT executive for 17 years. Then I retired and uh, was living here in. We had bought we bought our house here in Palm Springs 16 years ago, but I had retired about four or five years ago, and then got a little bored, and I didn't really think things in Palm Springs were going as well as they could, and I thought, well. I'll use my 40 years of business experience to see if I can do a better job. So I ran, and what do you know I won? <laughs> I, I actually, I remember you running. I remember you running. I remember uh, 
a couple of your events and some things that went on here. I'm congratulations, by the way. Oh, well, thanks. Um, it was you know when I started out running, uh, the former mayor was going to be running for a third ter- a third term, and for the first three months I was running, he was also running, raising a lot of money, and then about three months. Into my campaign, uh, some allegations started being printed in the local paper in the Desert Sun about him, and then he dropped out. And then three months later, in September, the FBI raided City Hall. So my entire campaign was <laughs> rather interesting from the beginning. Yeah, you you kind like of trying to stay away from with a clean slate. <clears throat> Pardon, Paul. It sounds like you started with a clean slate. Yeah, it, it's I'm. I'm yeah, there, there were some allegations with the uh, with the last mayor. I met him; he seemed like a perfectly nice guy. Don't know anything about his uh, about his business leanings, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say it's probably a very good idea that you were running. Well, I, I hope so. I think I think it's worked out so pretty well so far. It's it's hard to believe that it's been. Uh, I was sworn in sworn in a year ago, December second. So it's been about sixteen months now, and uh, in some ways it's gone by like a real flash, and in some ways it seems uh, like it's been a very long time. <laughs> long road. What do you like best about being mayor? I like the well, two a couple several aspects of it. One, I enjoy I enjoy being around people. I enjoyed my time in the Navy, especially my time at sea. And I enjoyed the corporate world and having my staffs and people I worked with. And uh, retirement didn't work very well for me. Uh, and but then I, uh, when I got back into you know running the campaign, running uh, running for office and getting into office, I felt I was doing something useful again. Uh, actually, in my family, we've all been sort of you know people. My parents sort of raised the three of us as uh, that that public service was important. My sister is a retired federal United States marshal, and my brother is a retired captain from the fire department, and I went into the Navy, and now I'm uh, mayor of my city. So, you know, the, the public service aspect of life is very important to me. I'm, I'm also hearing your family is not one to mess with. That's, not, that's especially not my sister. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm hearing from this, is, is, is your family is not one to mess with. What are the biggest challenges you've found so far? Uh, I think oh, oh, challenges. Uh, we've had a, ch- a little bit of a challenge in you know the allegations about the the, the previous uh, mayor, and again they're just allegations, and also allegations about the biggest developer in Palm Springs, whose company is doing the biggest uh, downtown development in the entire Coachella Valley, and certainly the biggest one we've ever had in Palm Springs before. And so, you know, getting through that was uh, was a bit of a a bit of a challenge. But I think we're doing quite well, and we've moved through that, and we're moving forward. And I think I think that's pretty important. Um, yeah, it is. You know, reason- I, 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 when people ask me about Steve and about you know the allegations and things, I think you know that's in the past. All that's being taken care of separately. The district attorney and the attorneys and all that—they're all handling that. What I try to do is look forward and look to see where we want to take Palm Springs and move forward along that track. And we're doing that. I mean, the downtown is, is moving along well. The, the, new big, the big new Kempton Hotel is scheduled to open August 20th. It's going to be finished on August 29th. That's the date they've given us. And the new buildings along Palm Canyon, uh, two new additional buildings will be finished in June and July, and their tenants will start moving in this summer. And by the time the season starts next year, we should have a booming downtown. <clears throat> I think that's wonderful. I've been, I've seen what you're doing with downtown. I really, really like it. 
Um, but Palm Springs itself has kind of had a history in the film industry. Uh, you know, this is, this is sort of a film-related show. I know you're on several subcommittees, including including the Walk of the Stars down here, which is kind of like the, the stars in Hollywood. You guys have stars out here, which I, is something I find interesting. So if you want to give me a star, I'm always available. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll see about that in the yeah, future. I, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just throwing that one out there. Um, but what do you think about Palm Springs as a film hub? For a very long time, it had it, it was very entrenched with Hollywood, and it kind of moved away from that and seems to be shifting back. Well, Palm Springs is a brand. It's a very special brand. You know, uh, they, they talk about the entire Coachella Valley here, which is nine cities, as the greater Palm Springs area. But, you know, because uh, that's because people, some of the cities in the valley, people have never heard of that are outside of this area of Southern California. So, you know, um, Palm Springs I, is, is, has I, a brand that goes back, way back into the golden age of Hollywood back in the 30s and the 40s. And uh, as you said, Leonardo DiCaprio recently, recently bought Dinah Shore's uh, home. Um, or I don't know if you're old enough to remember Dinah Shore. But, I uh, am. Yeah, well, that house is just a couple blocks from where I live, and I live in a, in a mid-century neighborhood of houses were built between like '59 and '64, and uh, a few a few homes down from Elvis Presley's honeymoon house. And every day, every day throughout the year, there's buses that go up and down the streets, and uh, and I call it the dead movie star tours. You know, they they point out where a lot of the, the very famous movie stars of the '30s, '40s, '50s, and '60s lived in these neighborhoods. I, I do have to jump in, and i got to say this. You did say the greater Palm Springs area. I'm going to jump back to that real quick. For those of you that haven't been to Palm Springs, I know I give out rides at the ATV place out here. And by the way, whoever writes in and can tell me who their favorite star is or one movie from Dinah Shore can get free rides at off-road rentals in Palm Springs. But um, when they tell you if you're booking out here, I have fallen for this. When they say Desert Hot Springs is part of Palm Springs, do not rent a freaking hotel there. That that I have to throw out. It is not. It is not part of Palm Springs, and I fell for that once. Well, people have to be careful. We were in in, uh, in Seattle a few months ago with with several friends from the Palm Springs Art Museum. We were going up up there to visit the Pilchuck Glass School, and we were checking into the Fairmont in 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 Seattle, which is a very very nice hotel. Yes. And and uh, one of the guys behind the desk, and he had a little cross thing with. With California, and then he had a little and little rainbow flag, so I assumed he was probably gay. And he was told me, "Oh, you're from Palm Springs." He said, "I'm going to Palm Springs for the first time, and I'm very excited about it." And uh, especially for the LGBT community, Palm Springs is very popular. It, this weekend is Dinah Shore weekend. And uh, I said, "Well, where are you staying?" He said, "At a hotel in La Quinta." And I said, "You do realize, of course, that's about an hour outside of Palm Springs." And his face sort of fell, and he was like, "Really?" You know, so a lot of people don't really realize that when they buy, when they rent a hotel or some place to stay in Greater Palm Springs. Yeah, do not rent something in Greater Palm Springs because Palm Springs is beautiful. Um, well, you know, each it, of the cities really... has its own appeal, but uh, but Palm Springs is the only city out of nine that really has the downtown. We're the only one that has yeah. the mid-century. Really, has a lot of mid-century architecture and the mid-century neighborhoods and the and the the Walk of Stars and all the it restaurants and hotels that you can walk glamour. to. We have the the Buzz Trolley, which runs the entire length of Palm Springs, where people can check into their hotel and and uh, they can leave their car there, and the entire time they're here, they never have to touch the car because we have free transportation throughout up and down downtown. 
town. So it's our city is much different than some of the other cities. Well, I think part of what lends itself to the appeal of Palm Springs specifically is when you go downtown, it could be 1950, it could be 2016, it could be 2010, it could be 2005, it could be whenever, but it still kind of has that glamour feel to it. And I haven't been anywhere else that really captures that. It still has kind of an old Hollywood feel. And the demographics of Palm Springs is changing somewhat, although the mid-century history of Palm Springs and the movie stars is still very, very important. Uh, this year for our Modernism Week, we had over 90,000 visitors for, uh, in Palm Springs for Modernism Week, where people came from virtually all over the world to come see our, our incredible mid-century architecture from the 50s and 60s. And uh, very few other places that you, you can go and see this kind of architecture. But at the same time, we have some really cutting-edge new places, some great new bars and restaurants and attractions, and we have a whole new demographic coming from places like Seattle and Portland and Los Angeles and San Diego and Chicago, and, and now there's you know, direct flights from New York City to Palm Springs. And so we're getting people from all over the country who are coming to Palm Springs to get this Palm Springs vibe. And it is very, very different. Even your <laughs> Comic-Con, um, I speak at Phoenix, I've spoken at San Diego, and I spoke at your Comic-Con here last year, Paul did with me as well. And it was the most amazing thing. It's kind of got this very small town feel, but it's there's a ton of people and you don't feel trapped, which when you go to places like Sedona, I lived there for a while, it's very, very touristy. Palm Springs doesn't feel touristy. It just feels... <clears throat> Very, very and one thing very, very we're classic. very proud of is, you know, uh, 10 years ago, eight years ago, Palm Springs was sort of dying. There was a lot of uh, boarded up down, uh, stores downtown, especially in North Palm Springs. And now in North Palm Springs, that part of our city is booming. That's what we call the design district. It's just full of, uh, of high design, especially oriented towards mid-century design, and all sorts of uh, architects and designers and, uh, and uh, shops down there. And that, that part of town is booming. And now the downtown is being – we had a really dead mall. It was an albatross around our neck for many years. And that's been, repl- that's been bulldozed, and now all these beautiful new buildings are going up. So it's, it's great, and it's getting even better. Well, I do have to say, well, I appreciate you fixing, you know, kind of the Palm Springs economy and, you know, everything here kind of booming again. You couldn't have waited. I bought a house here last year. You couldn't have waited a few more years and just like let it let it drop a little bit because the real estate's affordable here, but I would have preferred to have bought like 10 years ago. Because what you yeah, guys we bought have our done house in, 15 years ago, and I'm, I'm glad we did. <laughs> I, I'm really jealous. I'm not even going to say what I bought mine. It's, it's you know, a little mid-century, again, mid-century. But, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely, uh, the economy here is definitely picking up. Well, and our demographic has is, is really changed in the past few years. As I mentioned, people are coming from all over the United States. But, you know, a lot of the, for a number of years, the, you know, the, the people who came to Palm Springs is what I call the, the newlywed and the nearly dead. I mean, you know, it was, it was an older group. <laughs> and then, you know, some people on honeymoons and things to come here because of the mountains and all the things we have. But now our demographic are the, are the, are the millennials and people in their early 30s who have good incomes. They're very professional. They're from the high-tech centers in San Francisco and Los Angeles and uh, Seattle, and they're coming down here to enjoy the really cool bars and restaurants and uh, attractions we have here. And also, you know, golf is not a growth industry anymore. And although Palm Springs still has 
several golf courses that are doing quite well. The big attraction in Palm Springs is we've put millions of dollars over the past few years in bicycle paths, and we have a tremendous number of uh, hiking paths throughout the mountains here. So the young people come here, they want to hike, they want to uh, ride bicycles, and they want. And then in the evenings they want to go to really cool places to have some drinks and go out to dinner and, and, the, and the mountains. And I understand the number one thing that people come to Palm Springs they want to do is sit by the pool. So we have all those yeah. things uh, in spades. That's pretty much what I, I did when I was at the, yeah. at the Comic-Con. Yeah, Paul, Paul sat by the pool. Uh, I just spend my days going to the Indian restaurant for lunch, riding ATVs and hanging out, and I'm one of the millennials. But I do have to say Palm Springs has gotten a really cool vibe to it. It's gotten a very – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss everyone off in my job. Like the millennials, I'm about to piss off the millennials. I'm just giving everyone a heads up here. It's not pretentious. It's not like going to Portland. I just got back from Seattle. And there's kind of a pretentious vibe that I've, uh, I've found with the millennials. And I apologize. That's my generation. But we can kind of be buttheads. And I don't find that here. It's very, very, <clears throat> very chill. There are wonderful things to do. Um, and, and, and Palm Springs is very welcoming and accepting. Right now, yes. as I said, right now we have the Dinosaur Weekend going, which is, I, I believe, the largest uh, lesbian uh, event anywhere in the world uh, where, you know, uh, gay women come, lesbians come, and they have a great time. They have parties, they have dances, and they get together. And uh, we have the White Party coming up shortly, which is also a huge uh, event every year on the circuit. And uh, we have all, and I recently spoke to a group of, uh, you're talking about Comic Con, and recently we had a huge group of antique car people here. I mean, we have this incredible array of different kinds of interest to people that are coming to Palm Springs for you, conventions and just to play. You guys do have the coolest thing ever here, though, and I have to say this you've got to keep the golf courses because that brought you Barack Obama. That's true. You know something that's really cool. I'm I've sorry, been I like you, Paul. Don't you start with me. <laughs> we have two. We have two uh, Golf courses here. One thing I've been the city owns, and one thing I've been trying to push is this new thing called foot golf. You ever heard of it? I have not, but I'm I'm interested because uh, nope. I I hit myself with the golf club last time oh, I tried to play. Oh, foot golf is new and it is is booming. And what it is is uh, is for a few days. You know, occasionally what they'll do is they go out there and they dig really instead of the small holes for a golf ball, they dig a big hole that's about a foot in diameter, and people go out and they play golf using, using soccer balls, and they kick them with their feet. See, I'd play that. That sounds huh? like fun to me. It's called yeah. foot golf, and it is hot, hot, hot with the younger people now. I would play that. That's, that's kind of, I get it. Like, but then again, I like Ultimate Frisbee, so whatever. But <laughs> that was like that, that. I would play that. Um, but I assaulted myself the one time I tried to play golf, so... Uh, golf's not like a good thing for me, but that sounds fun. It actually, it well, sounds you know, like golf a lot can be a little expensive by the time you buy all the gear and you buy all the clubs and you pay and, and you know, and, and you have to play it a lot to be good at it. You know, with, with foot golf, you know, all you need is a, all you need is a soccer ball and, and some good soccer shoes and you go out there and you kick the ball, you get great exercise and have a lot of fun and, uh, and it's, it's much less intense than golf is. Now I'll have to check that out. I've been out here for a couple of your events and things. I know I came out for a couple of the LGBT events, um, and I've come out for the street fair you guys have going on and a few of the different things, and you really have a very, very open community. 
if I know most of the people listening to this are film people and interested in the film industry, um, and I've watched a lot of production around here, um, I've watched people come out and shoot a lot of films around here. If you had to tell anyone one thing about Palm Springs, what would you want them to know? Well, if you're talking about the film industry, Palm Springs is a great place because not only do we make films here, a lot of a lot of people come out here to film here because of the architecture and the mountains and the weather. I mean, we get five days or so a year that is, we get 360 days a year sunshine. And although in the summer it gets pretty hot, it's still it's a great place to shoot because the lights are here good, here is good and the and the weather is yeah. amazing. But also we have an incredible. Uh, interest in, in film here. I mean, tonight, if in another 40 minutes, I'm going to be at the Camelot for the red carpet opening night of the Documentary Film Festival. And, we, of course, we have the Palm Springs International Film Festival. We have the Short Film Festival. We have the, uh, uh, the uh, Cinema Diverse Festival, which is the uh, LGBT film festival. We have, so we have uh, a film festival every year called Film Noir, which is a three-day festival where they show 1950s film noir movies up on the huge screens at the Camelot. And uh, we even have a science fiction uh, uh, film festival. So we have a whole slew of film festivals here every year for every interest. I didn't know there was a science fiction film fest here. That's pretty yeah, awesome. it's, it's, it's probably the, the least known. Uh, one that's real popular is the Film Noir Festival, which is great. I mean, last year, for instance, I remember seeing uh, uh, you know, some of the you – know, last year they had some great uh, – Sunset Boulevard was one they featured oh, last Sunset. year. But, you know, we've all seen Sunset Boulevard on our televisions. But until you see uh, Gloria Swanson and Sunset Boulevard – I think it was Gloria Swanson, yeah – and Sunset Boulevard up on that huge screen like they saw it originally uh, when it was first came out, I mean, it's just amazing. And uh, that's one of my favorite film festivals. I'll have to check that out. I, I haven't seen that. Um, now, one of the first films ever shot was actually shot here. One of the first blockbusters of all time was Lawrence of Arabia, and part of that was shot out here. Yes, I understand it was. And also, back in the 30s, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I was born in 49. I remember when I was a kid in the 50s, my grandfather, who was retired, sat in front of the television all day and watched black and white cowboy movies. That were, they were huge in the 50s and 60s. The spaghetti and, westerns. Uh, on television, and of course, they were cowboy movies were big from the very beginning, but they used to shoot a lot of westerns out here because of our mountains and, as I said, the weather and, uh, and, the, and the desert. Uh, great place for, for western movies. I can see that. I could, I could definitely see that. Um, now, I'm going to ask you, and this is kind of a, a personal question, uh, do you feel now the Palm Springs is moving in a better direction than it was? We were talking about it being boarded up you know, uh, eight years ago, which I, I didn't know, um, do you feel it's moving in a better direction now that it's reaching out to so many more people? Absolutely. Uh, I, I go every week to, to a breakfast with the managers of our big hotels and our larger restaurants, and they're all just, just really excited that uh, even though we keep building hotels and restaurants, uh, they're still full and, and, and with, with, with great business. And also, something that's really changed is we're busy in the summer now. Yes, it does get hot here in the summer, but uh, a lot of people have gotten where they like to come here in the summer, and a lot of tourists from Europe come here in the summer. 
and they don't seem to mind the heat. Of course, everything's air conditioned now, but people, you know, go to the Palm Springs Art Museum and they go to other things during the day, and then in the in the summer, in the summer here, it's phenomenal, as you know, to sit in a pool in the evening when it cools down with a gin and tonic in your hand and watch the sunset. And then go out at night in the summer. The summer nights here are just gorgeous. Desert nights are, you know, they never, the nights never are real hot because it's the desert. But uh, the summers were booming. I, I actually like to go camping up at the mountains. And last summer I tried to go camping and I could not get three days away from Palm Springs because we were so busy with things going on. Like Comic Con, I was, you were here. That was in August. Mm-hmm. That was. Well, you had me at GNT. I have to say, gin and tonic, you had me at gin and tonic. Um, <laughs> sorry. We're, gonna, we're going to be, uh, the show's done in about four minutes, but I do want to say one thank you because I think Palm Springs is fantastic and I think that what you've gone with it is wonderful. Um, and I know from the people I work with, even at the studios, people are kind of started com- coming back here to film and coming back here to hang out. Um, and it's really kind of seeing a resurgence of from the Hollywood crowd and from a whole bunch of different people. And I think people are starting to appreciate the beauty of Palm Springs. If you could tell people there's one thing they have to see when they're here, what would you tell them it is? I think the one thing people have to see is, and there's nothing like it anywhere in the United States, is the tram. Uh, to take the tram from, I think the, the altitude of Palm Springs is 600 feet or so. And that thing takes you up to 10,000 feet. And you make that, you know, it takes like 18 minutes or so to get up there. And when you get up there, the temperature drops 30 degrees and you have this view of the Coachella Valley that is breathtaking. But just the ride up in the, we have new gondola cars they put in a, several years ago that rotate as you go up and they hold about 30 people, I think, per car or something. But, uh, that ride up there going through the, through the, through the canyon as you go to the top and then you get to the top and you can sit up there and have a drink. You got a gin and tonic up at the top of the mountain at the bar or you can have a, <laughs> have dinner up there and watch the sunset. It's just, that's, it's like no place else. Well, I like that. I do want to say with what you've done with Palm Spl- Springs, please run for president. That's that's what we need next. We need that mess <laughs> I don't <fixed>. think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, well, thank you. One, one thing, I, I'm too old. I mean, I'm 67 years old, but I mean, Palm Springs, 67 is considered young still. Yeah, I mean, you're fine. So I think one, one reason for that is the, is, the, is, the, is the environment here is so great. People live longer here. I mean, Lucy Arnaz, who's a friend of mine, she said, she said one reason she moved here is because people live 10 or 20 years longer here, and they're healthy. And uh, she loves it here. Uh, so we have a lot, uh, Lucy Arnaz, Suzanne Summers, you know, a lot of, uh, of actresses like that who are, who are my age or almost my age. Uh, they, they, came out here, they come out here because of the lifestyle and the healthy environment we have. It's true, and the hair looks better here. I'm just telling everyone that. I get my hair done in Palm Springs, even when I have red carpets in L.A., because it doesn't frizz here, and it looks better. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. My, my hair was much under control there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your hair your hair's less frizzy here. Well, I do want to say thank you very, very much for joining us today, um, Maya Moon, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, everyone, when you get a chance, come on out to Palm Springs. It's a beautiful place. If you can tell me about Dinosaur, uh, who Dinosaur was, I'll give you a free rides at Off-Road Rentals in sunny Palm Springs, California. I do want to say again, thank you so much, Mayor Moon, for being on the show and talking to us about all things Palm Springs. Great. Thank you for calling. No problem. Thank you guys for joining us on Behind the Scenes. If you get a chance, Palm Springs is a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful place to visit. 
come out and see it. We're going to have com- – I'm going to be here at Comic-Con. We're always giving away free rides. There are amazing things to check out. Uh, it's hot as hell, but it's totally worth it. I think we have a deal going on right now with the Hard Rock Hotel and a couple of other people. So when you get a chance, come out and check it out and look what a, and come see what a beautiful job the mayor's done. Like really, when you talk about being boarded up eight years ago or places down there being boarded up to where it is now, it's incredible. I'm Summer Helene. We were on with Paul Michael Bolin. We were on with Mayor Robert Moon from Palm Springs. And, of course, Dr. Ross talking about all things skinny. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.